Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do in our days, but all too often it gets drowned out by the noise around us. But what if the noise in our earbuds could help us tune out the noise of the world and instead tune in to our most important conversation? That's why we're here, to bring you inspiring conversations, practical how-tos, and guided prayers to help you pray like you never thought possible. I'm Valerie Warner, and this is Prayer in a Noisy World. Before we start this episode, I wanted to share an update of what we have planned for the podcast. Admittedly, starting a podcast with three episodes a week was a huge undertaking. We're so grateful for all the content we've been able to put out there since starting in September. It has been over 50 episodes so far, but we need your help now. We aren't going to start a Patreon or ask for donations, and we are also not doing any sponsorships, but we are asking for your help in spreading the word about the podcast. Subscribe, text a friend, or leave a review. Or if you like, you could of course do all three. Our hope is to come back for season two in August. We've already got a list of guests in mind and a ton of topics to cover, but we really want to invest well and steward the time and resources God gives us well. And reaching a wider audience here would certainly do that. So would you help us? This week is our final week of episodes, and we hope it won't be the final for long. Okay, that's my PSA for today. Now on today's episode, all about how to pray for your kids. This is one of those topics like praying for our spouse that we know we want to do more of, but between forgetting to do it, it's also hard to know what things to pray for. We either drill down on that one big thing that seems to overwhelm their life right now, or we think of a million possible things to pray for and we get paralyzed. Today, I hope to share a few tips that remove the paralysis and add some vibrancy to those prayers for our kids. But if you're looking for specific tips on how to teach your kids to pray, we do have quite a few blog posts on that, and I'll link to two in the show notes. Um, one is a one full of basic tips as well as questions from our community that we answered. And then a second blog post goes over the teaching method, tell, share, do, apply, and talks about how that can we can use that in a really practical way to train our kids to pray. All right, so now to our official topic, how do we pray for our kids? Number one, remember they are God's kids first. I'm glad we get that out of the way first because that is just a heavy one and one that will transform the way that we pray. When I remember that God somehow loves my kids more than I ever possibly could, I am able to shift to a posture of trust instead of striving. Aren't we nervous that taking on this responsibility to pray that we will forget to cover something in prayer? What if I forget something major? Before I get spun up, I think we need to start with this reminder so that we don't carry the weight of our entire kid's future on our weary shoulders. It's also going to serve us really well for the next few tips that I have. Number two, remember our role as stewards. So first I said, we remember that they are God's kids, which helps us to take this unnecessary pressure off. But we also don't just throw our hands up in the air and assume we have no role. God has put them in our care for a reason. Sometimes I spend more time praying that the Lord will simply change things in my kid's life. And I forget that he has given me the power and influence in their lives to help them grow in holiness. I can pray all day long for things 
But if I'm not acknowledging how my behavior can shift them, I'm forgetting one of the most basic of spiritual truths. And here it is. Anybody can pray, Lord, change this kid, but you are the one he put in your child's life to lead by example and train up. You are the answer to that prayer more often than you realize. So if you feel like in the past you have just prayed over and over again, Lord, change my kid, my thought here or the the point I want us to remember is that sometimes it's not what we pray, but how we react, how we train them in the process. I want to challenge us moms to really go beyond Hail Mary prayers that our kids will change. Make no mistake, a praying mama is one of the greatest assets a kid can have. And, and that's exactly what we're talking about in this whole podcast. But let's not forget to not pray in a vacuum for our kids. How do we play a role in our kids' transformation? And what should we pray about in light of that? God wants to use you. And when he does, your child is changed, you are changed, and anyone with a front seat can be changed too. If you're feeling exhausted and like the Hail Mary prayers aren't reaching the ceiling, take 15 to 20 minutes to pray intentionally for your kids, which sometimes involves not praying for your kids, but praying for how God can use you. Here are some questions to think about. What are you praying for right now for your child? Does it need to be reversed in some way? Do you need to pray for the Lord to grow a quality in you so that you can be the hands and feet of how God answers that prayer? What is something that you can do to help practically foster that change? And how can you allow God to use you in the process? Last question, how can God transform you so that you can be used in your child's transformation? And just a little reminder, this is why we nailed down that first, that our kids are God's kids, because we will fail at this sometimes. We are God's ambassadors for our kids. We aren't their actual God. The fact that you are listening to this podcast right now tells me all I need to know about your heart and desire to love and train your kids well. So just remember that. Number three, stop praying just for them to get out of things. When my anxiety over my kids rises, there is one thing that normally doesn't help, and that's praying like a mama bear for all of the troubles to go away. I don't know if you can just picture it with me, just a mama bear holding all of her cubs and just trying to keep out all the bad stuff. We want to be a mama bear for our kids, but this right here, when I pray for all of the bad things to go away, it doesn't serve our family as well as I think it will. What has consistently brought my own heart peace is praying something that aligns with what I believe is God's desire for my kids, that they will draw near to God in all circumstances. It's scary to think about these things, but I think about how in certain hard times in my life, I have felt the presence of Jesus in such a real way that it was not at all the same as going through it without God. When I'm going through hard seasons with God, they have been incredible seasons of growth that I wouldn't trade for all the seemingly easy or good days. I am finding peace knowing that even though my kids will face hard things, They can walk through them with God, which will make all the difference in the world. If our desire is to raise kids that look more like Jesus, that pursue holiness, why do we spend the majority of our time focused on praying for a comfortable life? I'm all squirmy thinking about that too, y'all. I spend a good deal of time praying for their future careers, finding the right school for them, their health and friends. 
I think all of that is important and it's uncomfortable for me to confront these thoughts myself. I want every good thing for my kids. I don't want them to experience hardships at all, but I desire God's will more than I desire my own. And I trust God's plan more than I trust my own. We talk a lot about how our joy can not be dependent on our circumstances, yet we are obsessed with creating these perfect futures for our kids and neglecting preparing hearts that can experience joy and peace despite circumstances. Do I want to actively pursue giving my kids the best future possible? Of course, of course I do. But I also want to spend incredible energy on preparing their hearts for when hard things happen. Number four, utilize resources. There are several books out there about 31 days of prayer for your kids. Um, There's tons of options out there so that you can pray something different each and every day of the month. My personal favorite is from Jody Burnt, who we interviewed a few weeks ago called Praying the Scriptures for My Children. I also love Cheryl Sachs' books on prayer. I've read one about praying for the church, but she's also got two books called The Prayer Saturated Family and Prayer Saturated Kids. And I've only flipped through these, but I'm super excited to dive in. They have more to do with incorporating prayer in your home and with your kids. But I think this would still add lots of vibrancy as you figure out what to pray for your kids. And of course, if you don't have one of our prayer journals yet, these are obviously a great place to keep track of specific requests each month for our kids. It's also so fun to look back on years of journals and see how God has worked in each of our kids' lives. We also have a journal called Kids Legacy which is specifically dedicated to writing out prayers throughout our kids' childhood. It's a beautiful keepsake that you can give to them when they graduate, get married, or become a parent themselves. And it is just this really sweet reminder to them of just how covered in prayer their life has been. If you're the DIY type, make your own binder. Put together information that you want to reference when you are praying for your kids. It doesn't matter what you do, but I'd say do something. This is too important to leave to chance or just us remembering to pray for them one afternoon. Let's circle back to number one now, one last time, and remember, our kids are God's kids. We get to partner with the God of the universe to raise our kids. What a gift is that? Let's not miss out on this incredible gift, trying to do it all in our own strength and instead really prioritize praying for our kids. So that's it. Those are our tips. I hope they are helpful. Number one, remember they are God's kids. Let that help you just take the pressure off before you get started and know that you are his ambassador. You are not the workhorse for this. Number two, remember our role as stewards. As we pray for our kids, sometimes it's easy to only pray that the transformation happens there and forget that God has put us in their life to train them and to actually be an answered prayer to them. Number three, stop praying just for them to get out of things. It's really easy to just pray for a comfortable life for our kids, but we know in our own life and from the experience that we've had, as well as just reading scripture, like James 1, 2 through 4, about how trials produce fruit and character in us. We know that God can use hard circumstances to transform us. And we want to pray that instead of just getting our kids out of everything, that we pray that the Lord is walking with them and very present in those circumstances. And number four, utilize resources. And I will say this pretty strongly. This is important, guys. We do not, you don't have to have a Valerie paper journal. You don't have to have any of our resources, 
but do something because this is important. If this is, if this is something that you want to take seriously, it is hard to do just praying in our minds, just waiting for, um, something to spark. Let's, let's not take it to chance and let's instead be really intentional and, um, and, and use something, use some sort of resource to help us make that happen. That's it, friends. We're wrapping up this first season with a podcast. I hope you feel fuels you and will transform your family. If you haven't caught each episode since we launched in September, revisit those. We've covered everything from focus, routines, fasting, lament, and so much more. We hope to be back in August. You can help us make season two happen by sharing this podcast with friends and leaving a review. We're so grateful and excited to continue the conversation of prayer in a noisy world.